the Reset Rebel podcast series two and today we're at our very first meeting of one of the artists lined up for the residency of an evening with at the Word of Mouth Cafe and joining me for a little bit of a chat ahead of her gig tonight is Ishantu, a singer-songwriter born and raised in the Swiss mountains. Her musical style is a unique mix of different musical genres with soul and folk and her debut album landed five years ago so today we're catching up with her over a cheeky cortado obviously I'd like to say a canya but obviously (laughs) for one of the first episodes back I'm feeling a little bit like we should keep things on the straight and narrow so early on in our humble return and see where things go Ashanti or Denise thank you so much for joining me here at the Word of Math Cafe Hi thank you so much for having me (laughs) super excited yeah so I'm kind of gathering that you are perhaps here for a you know a good time not a a long time for this particular uh, um, appearance at the Word of Mouth Cafe this evening. Yeah, so um, I mean, I just kind of got to the island a few weeks ago, and um, I'm really excited to perform here. Uh, I became friends with uh, one of basically two of the of the founders, and um, yeah, it's such a pleasure for me to contribute in my own way to this project, you know, which is music and uh, singing some of my songs and just, yeah, being part of it basically through the music tonight, yeah. If I'm the ocean breeze You're the feather in the wind I want to take it slow But you'll be gone by then Like a fallen leaf Near the red house by the sea Watching the eagle fly I think, you know, Ibiza is uh, one of those places that, that kind of, you know, keeps you in check with yourself. You feel a bit more connected um, here, I think, to your body. And it's, it's, it's more tricky to veer off the path in lots of ways. Because we're sort of sitting here looking at this epic view over the sea. And there's just so much nature to be appreciated here. So I think, you know, obviously coming from living in Switzerland, which is obviously very beautiful as well, uh, and also you know very much connected to nature but you know there's a lot lot of chocolate going on there a lot of very good cheese so you um clearly you know you clearly do something to to keep yourself um looking and obviously feeling good for for your uh, work as a musician yeah i mean uh i'm not really i'm not really that much into into sport because i'm just so much into music that i really don't really have a lot of time uh, for other activities uh, that's kind of all I do, but you're totally right. This island is full of like conscious people, self-conscious people who look take care, you know, of their well-being, and that includes all of our, yeah, all of our levels, you know, the mental thing, the the, the physical, the spiritual, everything, and uh, this inspires me a lot to kind of also create that balance because I've been touring a lot. And then when you're off tour, all you want is just lie in the bed and recharge. But sometimes, actually, you know, when you work out a little bit more, you'll realize you also have more energy. And I think uh, this island really inspires me also to kind of have a different work of life, work-life balance. 
and uh, I'm picking up a lot of ideas just being here you know like eating eating healthy eating consciously but also like it just inspires you to have a walk on the beach or do yoga on the beach because for me this is all new you know I've never really had the the, the sea that close so I want to be outside like do as much as I can outside now I was going to say it's interesting to to hear that because I think from my perspective as a woman I think I've never been so um, aware of my own physicality as I have been since I moved to Ibiza and I think you know not only are you spending nine or ten or you know if you're really lucky even 11 months of the year in a bikini uh, you know it's not like you can slob around in a in a big fat jumper and uh, let it all hang out you know you kind of got to like keep it fairly ship shape but it's interesting because I think you know it's one of those places where people are very aware of how they look here um, and I'm just intrigued you know coming from Switzerland do you, how do you perceive the way you know the community are here in, in that respect? What I do notice is that I feel kind of home here being a musician and doing what I love doing something that I really want to do from my heart because I'm getting to know a lot of people who are on the exact same path and in Switzerland, it's a bit different. It's a bit more pragmatic. Uh, security is, uh, you know, higher up, like, the ladder of important things. And uh, which, it's a good thing to have, but um, I think it's not it's not everything. And here, I just feel really understood being a musician, especially also being a female, a female entrepreneur. Like, I've, I've met so many amazing, powerful women on this island in this short time, who really, first of all, discovered what they want, they discovered what they're really good at, and then they went for it. And now they're making a living of it, thriving and inspiring other people to do the same. And I did not have that in this amount in Switzerland. Like, it's a totally different scene in that regard. And I really think that's one of the reasons why I love it so much, being here. Well, do you think that, you know, people in Switzerland are maybe a little bit more kind of conditioned in terms of their mentality and the things that they value and, you know, the kind of the way they're kind of told it should be like when growing up you know that you have to have a certain things or live your life a certain way obviously it's very very different here <laughs> that's why this podcast is called the reset rebel yeah it is i mean it is different and uh i would say like the culture is is of course different and everything is is more like it's a bit more yeah it is a bit more pragmatic and people are being brought up in a different way where uh, stability you know and security and um, rational things and being able to control whatever's going to happen is um, is really so much more important because it is there you know you can have it there and I think these are all really good things to have in your life as well I think what matters is a good balance between being able to be free in your mind and being open and being spontaneous and not having to plan everything, but then also having, you know, some pragmatic side. I think the balance is everything. And what I discovered is Switzerland is totally the opposite of Ibiza. <laughs> and sometimes I think I could really like discover a balance to have both qualities within me. And with being in both places, I can also develop both both sides but I can't only live in one of the places anymore because it kind of only re reflects one side you know yeah I was waiting 
at the doorstep of the house that I built myself. But when you come around, I was pretending it was all I think it's good to sort of tap out now and again and, and pop back to, to reality. <laughs> I mean, this is my reality, I'm very, very grateful to say, but I think, you know, sometimes when you first move here, zipping out and in again uh, on a regular basis just to keep a little bit of grounding in place is, is somehow kind of a good thing. And I think, yeah, I'm sure in Switzerland there's plenty of that uh, to be had. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I... Um think it's it's really like there I'm more the artist who can reflect whatever happened here you know whatever kind of new discoveries I experienced here I can kind of like compress all of that and give it a shape and be very efficient because that's how I can work over there I can be very efficient and then there will always be a time when I feel like okay I think I need a little bit more it's like chaos in order, basically, you know. And I, I think chaos can be really creative and beautiful and, and creative. And and then to put that kind of input that I got from, from that side into the other um, order and kind of create like that also more efficiently. Because if I'm too much more in the chaos, I might as be very creative, but I can't really manifest this creativity into songs or projects and when I'm too much in the order I can't be creative enough to really find the true inspiration I think yeah having a foot in in both camps is extremely helpful I mean you know that's why things like the word of mouth cafe actually popping up are an incredibly wonderful thing and you know we do need more of this kind of energy I think in particularly Santillalia where its home base is of you know a little hub where you can kind of you know pop in and and tap into the creative kind of I don't know it does attract a certain uh, certain kind of um, community how would you describe that personally yeah, I mean, you know, I know, I know Nikki and Harry by, by by person, and I think it's just kind of also a, a reflection of, of of their souls, you know, what they want to put into the world. They kind of manifested their idea and personalities with within this cafe, and also with all the other people that are part of it. I think it's an idea that they created, manifested in a place and I think it's so important to have a place that is holding space for everybody that wants to be part of this kind of idea. How we can be with each other, how we can approach strangers, how we can approach new ideas, in which way do we want to create new things, you know, in which way can a, can a cafe be, be rerun, be a place for people to meet and to, to have new kind of conversations, to be open enough to let in change, you know, in, in a very good and loving way and a welcoming way. And I think it takes courage to do that, to really go for it 
um, to be open enough for that to happen. And I think it's not really something that you can also like speak out. It's something you have to live and you, you will kind of like send those vibes out. So maybe that's why it attracts these kind of people who also really look for that, you know, who, who wanted to have maybe just something different, you know, and who are ready for, for whatever, you know, that they want to see happening yeah, in a place. Yeah. You know, whenever I see Harry sort of charging around in his uh, his pink socks, I get really just really happy, and I feel really at home. And it's uh, it's a beautiful thing. He's got a very uh, particular sense of fashion that kind of just uh, makes me smile on a on a regular basis every time I every time I walk by or I come down here. And um, I think you know it's very interesting what you're saying about um, this place. Kind of you know brings out and inspires your creativity. I mean, there's many many things here that kind of you know lend themselves to support. I think you know that side of your um yeah that your your talents and the things that you want to create but I think as you said creating here is is not that difficult sometimes but it's it's actually making it and finishing something and actually you know putting it out there in a in a completed format is slightly more difficult and anyone that does do that here um has definitely got quite a lot of discipline so I think that's that's quite interesting I mean talk to us about your music obviously um tonight you're playing an evening with here um at the word of mouth which they have every Wednesday um and I think you know someone in a review I was reading earlier was uh, kind of comparing you a little bit to Tracy Chapman I'm not sure how you feel about that but I, I gather that you do uh, cover one of her songs of course um, Fast Car yeah, I do cover it a lot, and uh, she was she was um, the artist for me when I was uh, I discovered her when I was sixteen, and I I literally bought a CD in Argentina in a record store when I was living there to learn Spanish, and I didn't really know what's on there. I just bought the CD out of out of pure curiosity, and uh, it was total like um, you know destined I would say like that moment because I saw it and then I I, I took it home I heard it in my disc man <laughs> I was like wow you know this is everything that I want to do I want to write songs like that with this depth and her warm voice it just it welcomes you and it gives you the feeling of being understood and loved without yeah like without even uh, getting to know her I just felt like I know this person and I love her music the way she she delivers a message, the honesty in in her songs and in her story, uh, yeah, I just love everything about her. And then I really like got inspired to do the same. So she's a huge inspiration. Why I do what I do as a singer songwriter, yeah. How would you say you do what you do, as it were? Uh, to yeah, really follow my own, follow my own. Um, passion but also to to have a message not only sing songs but actually really write them and and being yeah being like uh, discovering myself as an artist and do this authentically not following any you know trend but just being or really trying to be me as much as I can without thinking too much of okay what what is everybody else doing or is this old school or not like just doing what I do and uh, I'm also trying to create kind of timeless music because of that, because I want I want it to be raw enough for people to have space for interpretation for their own life and their own stories.
Nothing is promised. How long is now? Tomorrow's day coming. They either coming or they won't. You loved me like fire. You know, obviously, as a singer-songwriter, you're predominantly playing acoustic guitar, and that's obviously how you, I guess, write your songs. But sometimes, you know, you have a bigger band, I guess, to perform special evenings, and um, you know, maybe when you were on tour, like, how do you, you know, what's your kind of favorite way? Like, what are you going to be doing tonight at the cafe? Um, tonight, I'm going to have different instruments with me. Uh, mainly, it's going to be the guitar, though, because this is kind of my main instrument. Uh, that I also traveled a lot with, and it's just very close to 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 my sound also. And uh, it's hard to say what I prefer because solo shows are very intimate, and it's very it's very direct, you know, like it's just me and the audience, and that's a symbiosis on its own. But then I also really enjoy playing with other musicians. You can have me like you want it. Lying here on the floor, I got everywhere to go. Like with percussionists or with a full band, because then you can also share being on stage with other people. This is also really, really special, especially with people that are that are your friends. That's what I love the most: playing with friends on stage who are also musicians, and then being able to have of course like a lot more energy to to give to people because more musicians are more energies you know more languages I'm a ghost in the kitchen waiting for the dawn and then it all comes together in one big sound so i would say i enjoy both yeah, and it's the mix between those things that I also appreciate. Yeah. Where did you learn to play guitar? Are you self-taught or is that something that you actually studied when you were younger? The guitar is self-taught. I began to play the guitar with 14 um, after I finished some classes. in. Um, I had a vocal, classical vocal training, but then I discovered Nirvana with 14 and I, I saw Kurt Cobain and I was like, yeah. I don't want to have a guitar now. <laughs> That's how it started. My guitar journey started with, with that band, yeah, for sure. I think even I wanted to have a guitar when I saw Kurt Cobain <laughs> I don't think anybody on this planet didn't want to just be him, basically. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, It was a perfect sound for, for this teenage years, you know. I mean, it's a total rebel age. I was like, wow, 14, 15. That's, and that's why the sound probably hit me so hard because he also has kind of a very, very unique, super honest, uh, kind of dark, you know, um, touch to his music. And I think this is kind of the age when you go through these things, I found. And so, yeah, it resonated with me. 
I think those two artists, Tracy Chapman and Kurt Cobain, I mean, probably if you told me that's kind of your inspiration, I'd be like, hmm, that could be that could be slightly downbeat. But I've, I have listened to some of your music before coming to talk to you. So I know that that's that's not actually the case at all. You know, your debut album, the 2016 uh, release. Tell us a bit about that. I mean, what was you know, what was the general theme of that particular record? And when did you write that? What age were you? I started writing those songs beginning 2010 and then I had several bands cover bands mainly just to get kind of an experience what it what it's like to be on stage and then I was writing songs I went to Los Angeles to do a songwriting course in 2013 that kind of really helped me to get them into shape and then I met a producer in Switzerland and one year later when I'm after I went back and then I began to really record them and he really helped me to kind of get them onto a record. And he taught me a lot about, you know, what a song kind of needs to be to be done, like produced. Because just to write a song is one thing, but then actually produces the other. So he produced my songs and I was really happy with the result because he left them as raw as he could. Like he didn't want to put a stamp on it or anything. Like some of these songs are very raw, you know, just just piano and the voice or guitars and very earthy very earthy sounds I didn't really have a particular idea how I want these songs to be produced um, I just knew that I want to have them like you know like raw and and not really uh, not really overproduced I want I wanted to have them as organic as I could and even now when I listen to them I think it's it's a good start and uh, of of my journey and I since then developed as an artist into other directions also style wise but I think yeah I would describe it as very earthy and and organic it's like indie rock basically yeah once upon a time I met a crazy man he told me babe I'm gonna be rolling down the river I'm rolling down the river I was asking all you crazy He said, baby, I gotta go there The city of water is calling me And I'm rolling down the river you know, what's the next I'm What's the next record? The because you've got one in the making, I assume, that you're uh, hopefully writing at the moment. Yeah, I wanted to do this last year and uh, it got postponed. And I also felt like last year wasn't the right timing because there was too much happening. And uh, also to write about. I wrote so many new songs last year and now my record kind of like... I got even more songs that I have to record now, so it's gonna be a hard one picking picking the right ones. And uh, yeah, my next step is to go back into the studio and to and to uh, record uh, my second album. So yeah, I'm super excited about this. It's gonna be great. I've been doing so many live shows now, testing the waters how these songs, you know, uh, come across. So I now have kind of a feeling how I want them to sound on the record. Yeah. I think, um, sorry, some guy's just uh, absolutely wetting himself laughing in the background and apologising now for making too much noise. 
never apologise for laughing. All good. <laughs> Bless him. Um, so I think, you know, it's interesting to, to, to kind of imagine what, you know, people like yourself um, uh, did in lockdown. I think, you know, was that a creative spurt time when you're all kind of, um, you know, jammed up against uh, being incarcerated, essentially? Or was it a time when people, I don't know, maybe just didn't feel very inspired to write so that's kind of interesting to hear that you uh, did use that time productively and I was very lucky to interview um, Lou Rhodes from Lamb uh, on one of our previous episodes just at the end of lockdown and um, she actually did a beautiful version of the cinematic orchestra track called Home which is like one of my favourite songs and um, she performed it for us and it was just you know really lovely to see that she'd actually taught herself after all those years of um, you know Andy the other half of the band doing all the production work she'd actually taught herself how to play the piano so I think it's intriguing to to understand you know how musicians do use that kind of time in lockdown and that you actually um, you know did something productive and useful and uh, you know exciting with that time and then the production of that is going to be potentially a new record. Yeah, I did. I did write a lot of songs uh, that helped me going through it, and that I want to put out there because if they help me, I always have a feeling that they will probably help other people go through stuff. So that's why I kind of that's an indicator for me when it really like touches me that the, the lyrics they come to me, you know, as much as I kind of um, want to p- share them also in them. I did not only write songs actually I was jamming with um with uh, my friends in Switzerland we met every Wednesday and we went to the river in Zurich and we just jammed outside and we just did this for hours and people really appreciated it and sometimes you know we had this rule we could only be five people at a time so we were just five but then it got expanded to 10 so we so 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 we had 10 musicians and then sometimes when in summer when it was more open we could be 20 and we just did this regularly and people really really appreciated it because there was no other live music and i even started to do a festival with these with these people because we thought you know what we we have to do something you know even if it's a very small thing uh, we really miss uh music and people coming together and so we did a festival ourselves so that was the first year that I've ever done a festival I always wanted to do it I never had time I was always touring so last year was kind of like an opportunity for me to do that and it was amazing it turned out to be really 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 great and people appreciated it we loved it and kind of a tribe was founded in that time Um, everybody that was part of it is now kind of you know and it took they took that energy also into the into the winter we had now and I think that was really something really cool that came out of this time mm-hmm. so it wasn't it was a lot of music but it was also like exploring new new stuff that, that you can do as an artist they give me a free Ticket to the summer sun High on the fields and then They took me straight back down to the ground How did that feel, like the first proper gig? I read a little review, but, you know, how was it the very, very first time that you got back up on stage in the aftermath of lockdown and kind of reconnected with the audience in that way? I was so nervous. I wasn't used to it anymore. I was super excited, of course. I was so happy, but also I was super terrified 
uh, after such a long time of not having a lot of interactions, let alone a stage performance, it felt like there was so much energy in the room, you know, and uh, for everybody it was probably super, super intense. And uh, because everything needed to be transformed, you know, it was waiting to be transformed. And so every performance was like super intense. And I remember I was really, I was really like thrown off. I, I lost like my mind was somewhere else and I could barely hold it together. And of course, the people were super appreciative. And what I really re noticed was everything was so real. Like, because a stage performance is always a bit like you're on stage and it's a show, but it felt like it felt like it was super, super, super authentic, like more than before, because we've we've all been through so much that really made us go back to our core and the essential stuff that we are and have. So that was really interesting. Yeah. Did you uh, roll out any of your new material that you'd written and road test any of it? Yeah. I, I pretty much performed only the new material because I really wanted to to try it out. So the first concert was also super, you know, um, difficult because I never played those songs live. But I really wanted to play them because they tell the story of whatever happened a year before till then. And so yeah, that was really that was really special, super emotional, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was really it was something to remember. Yeah. Where where was that gig? Um, it was actually a private show in front of, of 10 people just after, you know, everything kind of open. It wasn't really like officially open, but the private shows were allowed. So I just took the opportunity to to perform uh, these songs. And it was, yeah, it was super beautiful in nature, in a private party with people and with the trees. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was really special. Yeah. I think that's going to be a little bit how it is tonight because the one thing I love about the word of mouth amongst many other things is it's just the palm trees the way they literally just like come out of the ground in the middle of the cafe I'm so glad that they didn't take them away they provide a very special certain something and uh, the umbrella I guess for uh, the kind of acoustic sounds that you're going to be uh, bringing here this evening I think you know it's a very it is a very special time for live music I think the appreciation for music in general is like you know hit new heights because obviously when you're deprived of the one thing that you really love and have such a passion for when it's gone it, you know it really makes you understand how important that is to have access to the things that we know and love um and i, I you know obviously i haven't actually been out um since uh you know the parties reopened in ibiza just uh in october but i feel like you know people are very very happy that life is returning um you know to the music scene not just the live music scene but i feel like things have really you know expanded in terms of the live music scene on ibiza as well when i first came here you know like 10 years ago to actually live here there really wasn't a lot of live music or hardly any really going on seemingly so it's it's beautiful to see that this evening with uh, event is kind of starting to happen i mean have you been to any other live gigs on ibiza I've been to a live gig here, yeah, at the word of mouth. Um, and uh, Sorry, some lady's just uh, <laughs> going past with her suitcase over the cobblestones. I love that sound. Yeah, and so that was the only show so far that I've been to. And I remember I was uh, yesterday, I was walking in Santa Olaria and uh, I saw a guy performing really amazing voice and really, really, really good songs. 
and that can't remember the name of the cafe but yeah it just it gives so much to the to the to the vibe of a place when you have live music and maybe you know Ibiza is really known for its electronic music scene which is unique you know and uh, that's maybe why the the kind of or more organic music here is not really pushed or I don't know how it is I've really just got here and so it's even more special maybe to have that every now and then still you know to have some organic flavors between the electronic I think it's a good balance to have both and I think it is a totally musical island in, in, in all kinds of styles. I feel that it, because it's super creative no matter what you do. I think, you know, that's why I wanted to kind of, you know, get series two off and running uh, with a night called Well Done Plugged, which is the, the brainchild of uh, Justin Manville, who's been on this podcast many times. And, you know, it felt like a really good place to, to re-begin because I think... I have a background as a as a music journalist when I used to work at BBC Six Music in London and I haven't really kind of interviewed enough musicians through the course of this series and it is when I feel like my interest is kind of peaked in so many ways to sort of talk about um, music and not just wellness which obviously the island has a you know a really great balance of the two things and I think Ibiza needs to be known for not just you know obviously the electronic dance music scene it needs it needs a bit of everything you know and it actually does have that but not many people kind of talk about um the other things that Ibiza has to offer and I and I do remember where I was um when live music started again and I was sitting at Cancel Dat and uh, a guy just came on stage and just started to sing Bob Marley covers and I just I actually started to like have a little cry actually I was just like <laughs> it was so good um and I'd obviously had a few gin and tonics but it was um it was just a moment because you know there was a fire pit and it just felt really atmospheric but it was really quite emotional to to see people like actually on stage performing again because I I really 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 missed that and I'm sure everybody else did as well When you forget who you are And the sea has been changing In your life I'll be there Who to guide I'll be there Always And forever So in terms of um, future plans or festivals or anything, you know, obviously the festival scene has kind of come back in a few um, countries across Europe this summer, which um, I wasn't lucky enough to to leave the island and attend any of those things. But um, is that something that you're planning to do maybe next summer if you're going to be breaking out a new album? Yeah, definitely. For me, winter is a a great time to produce music, which I'm going to do now because this is a a good time to get the new sound out because people are first... It's good when people first get, you know, the the idea of what they're going to see live, but also I'm always going to perform the songs in a different way live than it is on the record. I found that to be really interesting. And also then, of course, next summer... uh, I will have a lot of live shows again, like I did even this summer. And also, um, yeah, in, in, in other countries, 
I uh, will set that up as soon as I'm done with the with the record and and the promotion of it and everything. So that's kind of a nice plan because I think introspection belongs to winter to 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 record stuff to process everything that happened you know in, in the crazy summers of our lives and then in summer I think it's a good time to to go out there be more extroverted and share with the people what you came up with it's it's like a really natural cycle to be I I kind of like that um flow yeah what what did you get up to in your crazy summer before we finish I'd love to <laughs> give us a little uh, little rundown I mean, yeah, my festival, of course, which was amazing. And then I had so many different shows in so many different uh, places, you know. I played on the street. I played in front of 10 people privately. And, and I played I played with blues bands. And I played on bigger stages with other musicians. So many different. And, and it was always, I could always feel this... this uh, this energy coming from people that you described earlier like they've been waiting for this so they were like they were fully there they were super present when in other years before you know they were kind of like yeah live music you know just another live concert here or there you know it's like it was like there and we we took it for granted you know we thought that that will never change and it did and came to came to like a hold so uh, everybody was super appreciative and dancing and and really you know i could feel people need to release stuff and so it was just every show i i did was magical like really so many things happened and that i never had that you know in my life like a summer like that where every show was like wow you know cried and danced and laughed and being super authentic and i think that's what changed yeah it was more intense I think, yeah, absolutely. Everything feels intense, really. I mean, it certainly did in the aftermath of uh, being set free again and being allowed to roam and wander and kind of, you know, move around again was just um, incredible, amazing, amazing feeling. And, you know, as I said before, like just the intensity of of seeing live music and um, being in that environment is just, yeah, just something that I don't think, as you said, we really, really realise how you know how amazing that is and um, what a privilege it is to experience and uh, yeah I mean I haven't been to anywhere near enough live gigs apart from Well Done Plugged back in October so uh, very much looking forward to hopefully doing a little bit more of that on the island and especially now you're here maybe for a little bit longer um, hopefully you'll be uh, doing some other projects as well yeah I'm really looking forward and I'm super open for collaborations um, I did um a collaboration already when I was here in spring uh, with a really talented producer, uh, Tulshi is his name. He's also a friend of Harry, that's how I got to know him. And we did one song, it's already out there, and it's, you know, it's it's him and me. So it's electronic music with, with kind of my flavors. <laughs> and so these kind of things, I'm, I'm looking forward to do more of that because I think it's super inspiring to work with other artists. It gives you so much and you learn so much about your own, you know, art or where you could go. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm super looking forward and I'm also looking forward to perform and uh, just to share my music and whatever I can contribute as an artist to the island because the island has already given me so much, you know, and creativity and people I got to know here and I really I want to contribute also like I want to give back in just my you know kind of my world I want to share share with the island as well 
like a symbiosis happening always, you know. I'm sure everyone's going to be loving, uh, yeah, that little exchange for sure. And um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to you performing later on this evening. Thank you so much, Denise, for joining us here on The Reset Rebel at the Word of Mouth Radio Cafe. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you a lot. And uh, yeah, I'm also really looking forward. Thank you. Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. It's the Reset Rebel. Reset Rebel Coming to you every day